Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. That's the name of this program, Today's Issues, here on AFR, and we thank you for listening. Walker Wildman with me today. Good morning, Walker. Good morning. Good to be on today. Ray Jackson. Yes, sir. Good to be here. And Ray Pritchard. How you doing, Ray? Hey, doing good, Tim. How are you? Doing well. Uh, how's life in Kansas City? 79 degrees, blue skies, a little bit of wind. I mean, it's a, it's good golfing weather, Tim. And perfect day for riding your, your bike. Riding this my afternoon. bike. Yes, sir. This afternoon, this afternoon we're going to get out and do about 15 miles, you know? We? Yeah, that's just me and my bike. There, there's oh, two yeah. of us. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. You, We're so close. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You've named an inanimate object. Uh, that's you right. have a personal it's like relationship. A mem- it's like a member of the family, oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> me and my bike. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, folks. Uh, Walker's going to tell you how you can join us outside of just listening to the radio. If they but how can people access this program and this yeah. network? Well, we have our website, AFR.net, where you can go and listen live to the show. You can also catch past shows there at AFR.net. And then, of course, we have our AFR app. It's on our on your tablet device, on your iPhone, your Android. You can just go and download the AFR app. And then lastly, we're on Facebook and YouTube live streaming the video of the show. We'll also post the news stories we talk about. So several different ways to keep up with today's issues. Are there any other... When you say Android, you got your Apple devices and your Android devices. Is that the two big ones in the world? Yeah, yeah. Those the technology. Are the, yeah, those are basically uh, Android is more of an operating system. Okay. Than it is like you got Samsung phones, you've got Nokia, you've got all kind of different brands, but within the phone is basically an Android operating system. And within this, uh, an iPhone is what? That's an Apple. Okay. Apple. Is Apple that, device. Are there any other? I'm just exploring the technology yeah. world because it's basically I find it very it's, boring. Basically, it's Apple and Android. Those are your two major those, players. Those are the two ma- and the Chinese. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. I was going to say and the what, Chinese. What about <laughs> China's got probably got their own, don't they, Ray? What they've they got? got their own. I mean, they've got their own computer systems, and they have. I mean, they can work with Apple or Android, but yeah, but they've got their own that a lot of people have. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, folks, we thank you for joining us. Fred, what's leading the news this morning? Vice President Kamala Harris uh, on the second day of her visit to Guatemala yesterday. Insert cackle. Insert cackle, yes. (laughs) And then she's visiting with the Mexican president today. She flew over the border on the way down there, and later today she'll fly back over the border. Our border. Our border. Yeah. Yes. With Mexico. But she will not visit said border even though that is the purpose of this trip to Guatemala and Mexico, but I'm not going to go visit the problem. And to that point, it was really interesting yesterday, NBC's Lester Holt, I guess he went down uh, to Guatemala to interview the vice president, Kamala Harris. And one of his questions was, but you haven't been to the border. Have a listen to cut number two. Do you have any plans to visit the border? We've been to the border. So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. 
And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar has a border district has said to the, you and the president, come. You need, I care you need to see about, this. Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. I'm in Guatemala because my focus is dealing with the root causes of migration. There may be uh, some who think that that is not important, but it is my firm belief that if we care about what's happening at the border, we better care about the root causes. Well, I, I, kudos to Lester Holt. Yes. Yeah. From NBC News right there. That was surprising, Ray, to hear him ask a pointed, <laughs> direct question with a follow-up, and he didn't let her off the hook. It didn't sound like to me. Well, he got the cackle, right? He got the Kamala Harris cackle when then he Right. He brought her out. He forced her to do that, and she was just, what do they call it, gaslighting, where yeah. he changed the subject uh, to, to make people think it doesn't matter what happens at the border. Oh, wow. Well, she, and, and she said, well, I haven't been to Europe either. <laughs> Well, what does that have to do with the You're not with the, the vice president of Europe. Yeah. You're the vice president of the United States. we yeah, got a the, crisis on our border. And the president of the United States, your boss, has put you in charge of that problem. Yeah. Walker, go ahead. The, the, the cackle, the laugh, it is, it's, it's uh, cringeworthy. It's unbecoming, Walker. It's becoming it's unbecoming. cringeworthy. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if, if she's on with Jimmy Kimmel, it's one thing. But she's doing a, an interview with Lester Holtz, right. and he's asking her a serious question about right. a an actual crisis at our border, whatever word you want to use, situation at our border, and she laughs it off and basically says, "Why do I?" I mean, her basic answer was, "Why do I? Why do I need to go to the border?" Well, first she lied. Mm-hmm. She said she had been. She said she'd been. We, uh, she said play, we've been. We've been. Play that again because uh, I don't know. If she is she got multiple personalities. What, what is this? Listen to this answer. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? We've been to the border. So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, OK, stop right there. Her first her first answer was a lie. Yes. Yeah. Huh? Yes. That was her first inclination. Because who was she talking about? We've been to the border. Biden hadn't. No. If she's talking about the administration, she hasn't. Mm hmm. So uh, he didn't call her on that. Well, yeah, I guess he did, sort of. He said, you haven't been, Mm. Lester Holt said. So uh, the point of this is that uh, she's going down to Guatemala. She went down to Guatemala, Mm -hmm. and now she's going over to Mexico. Yeah. Probably an hour flight. Yeah. And today to visit with the uh, Mexican president. (laughs) The gaslighting, that was a great word, Ray, because that means in today's vernacular – that you uh, you change the subject because you don't want to talk about something, or and or you uh, you try to convince somebody of something that everybody knows is not true, right? Right. Isn't that what and gaslighting means? That's so exactly that- right. And she and she's good at it, right? She's a yeah. pro at it. Just she didn't miss a beat. Uh, you know, uh, I've been to Europe. It doesn't, you know, blah blah blah. I haven't been to Europe causes- either. That's what she's right. saying. She's comparing. I haven't been to Europe. With a have is the same as I haven't been to the U.S. border where people are pouring over by the millions. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or that's what they're saying by the end of the year. So, and, and the, she she said, "Well, I went to Guatemala to deal with the source of the problem." No, people are leaving Guatemala because Joe Biden candidate Joe Biden said, "I want a surge at the border when I become yeah. president." 
which is another part of the gaslighting because she's pretending to not know what the root causes of yeah. these millions of people now that are going to be com- that are coming over our border. When the president of Guatemala mm-hmm. told you, and the president of Mexico have told you they're coming because you said y'all come you, free, yeah. be, free free stuff for everybody. Come yeah, on in. And th- this is this is a, the problem with the way Democrats traditionally Democrats view the world. Yeah. They don't. They are not realist. If they are, they hide it. Because when you look at South America and Central America, and I hate to be a doomsday guy, or, or uh, th- th- those countries will never be to such. A, they will never be prosperous enough. No. To where the people in those countries don't desire to come to America. Right. They're always. The whole world wants to come to America. Right. It's just they can come through land, and they don't have to. <laughs> you know, take a boat across the ocean to get here illegally. So you're not going, we've been sending billions to those countries for decades yes. and they're still just as impoverished, just as corrupt as they were 30 years ago. Listen, uh, 25 years from now, church youth groups are going to be going to Honduras to build shacks Yep, and, and put in water, uh, clean water facilities. Unless those people in that area change their worldview Yes. Yes. And change their religion and change their way of their, uh, their government system, change their priorities. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's just Ray. I mean, I, I'm not saying this wrong for don't misunderstand me for American churches to help people in Central America. But we're going to be doing the same thing for a long, long, yeah. long time to come. Not just 30 years, but probably 80 years. Right. from Now we're still going to be doing it because the problems inside these these countries, and somebody just said that the governmental system, right? It's not just the worldview. There's got to be a change to a, a form of free market democracy, and we're a long way from that, a long way from that in Central America. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana yeah. was on Fox and Friends this morning. He was asked to respond to what Kamala Harris, her visit to Guatemala, and in typical Senator John Kennedy style, this is how he responded. Cut three. Well, I think most Americans can uh, can see what's going on here. Uh, the Biden administration believes in open borders, but the, I think the reason the vice president went to uh, uh, to Guatemala and and met with President uh, Jamate is to offer him billions and billions of American taxpayer dollars to try to make his country better. And with no disrespect, but that's like giving. Uh, it's like giving whiskey and car keys to a teenager. <laughs> he has a way with words. Yeah, he He's does. the Will Rogers of modern day politics right there. He is. He, he is, is uh, Senator Kennedy from, uh, from Louisiana. Well, uh, Harris is going to go from Guatemala. She's going to Mexico today. Now the Mexican president has already said publicly and openly, mm-hmm. The reason that uh, the the hundreds of thousands, soon to be millions of people, flooding across the American border is because President Biden and Vice President Harris are not doing anything to stop them. That's right. And incentivizing them. And he said that openly and publicly. So I, I don't know if maybe there's some risk for her today to go there because he might say that again to her face. I don't know what he's going to say exactly, but... Uh, but uh, we'll see. One more point. The reason why President Biden, Vice President Harris, have not gone to the border 
because then there would be a media entourage yes, yes, with them. Yes. And you would see the crisis for yourself. The mainstream media would be then forced yes. to tell the story of really what's going on there. So that's why the mainstream media, Vice President Harris, President Biden are working in collusion with one another because mm-hmm. I, I, I invite you to go Google. Go Google the story, Border Crisis. Mm-hmm. You'll see the other networks, the mainstream media, the Washington Post, all of those. They're not dealing with this story anymore. They are covering the vice president in Guatemala, but they are not dealing, and they won't use the word crisis. But that is what it is. In the month, when was it, of April alone, 170,000 people. Yeah. From how many countries? 29 countries. 29 countries coming across this border. So it's to say I'm going down to Guatemala to stop the problem. No, 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 no. The no. problem is the border is wide open. Yeah, she didn't even say stop the problem. She's, she's going to study the root causes yeah. of migration, which include climate change. And uh, the whole thing is gaslighting, as Ray said. It's just, uh, it's actually, Lester Holt, uh, you know, he, he basically nailed her in about two minutes there. The whole thing's a charade. It's a farce. And uh, you're right. The reason she hasn't, she said we've been to the border, you know, Okay, lie. Then she couldn't. Then she, you, you notice the pause in her answer there because she, she was like Lester. Mm-hmm. I gave you a cookie, man, on the plane down here. Why are you asking me these tough questions, huh? To try, you you're supposed to be with me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, when she. But the reason she hasn't been to the border is precisely the reason Fred said to the U.S. border because if she goes to the border, then it's going to focus on the. Border Patrol and uh, uh, and the, uh, the 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 thousands and thousands of people now hundreds of thousands seem to be millions of people flooding into our country illegally and uh, being welcomed by the president and the vice president of the United States because they don't want to do anything to stop it. That's right. So, all right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story, Fred. Well, uh, former President Barack Obama keeps coming back. Uh, the mainstream media, of course, still loves him very much. Uh, he was interviewed, I believe it was CNN, did an interview with him in the last few days. He was talking about what's going on in our country. And what network? I believe it was CNN. They're, Are they still around? They're still on the air. <laughs> I want to get back to that question yeah, because okay. I've, I've got some news with regards to okay. CNN. But he was being interviewed, CNN, and, and he is... Former President Barack Obama, very upset that there are so many people in this country that are concerned about critical race theory. That there are so many people that are upset that critical race theory is being taught to our kids, that they're being told that if you're born white, you're an oppressor. If you're born black, you're being oppressed. Barack Obama says, you know, we, we should not be concerned about that. All right. So here he is, a little bit of Barack Obama in this interview, and then Leo Terrell, who is a civil rights lawyer, he responds to what Barack Obama has to say about CRT. Cut number five. You would think, with all the public policy debates that are taking place right now, that you know the Republican Party would uh, be engaged in a 
significant debate about uh, how are we going to deal with the economy and what are we going to do about climate change and what are we going to do about lo and behold the, the single most uh, important issue to them apparently right now is critical race theory who knew that that, <laughs> that was the threat to our republic when you promote a theory of hate that specifically targets a particular group of people i.e being white that is a discussion and affects every American in this country. Who in this world oppressed President Obama? He became president. It makes no sense for him to carry the water supporting the critical race theory. You know, I, I think the American people are not as stupid as people like Barack Obama think they are. The American people are catching on to this. Have, has, has he not seen? It's catching on to what? They're catching on to critical race right, theory right. is Marxist-based and is dividing this country. It is why parents across the country in Democrat-controlled uh, areas like Loudoun County in Virginia are up in arms saying, I'm not going to let my kid be indoctrinated yeah. on falsehoods, which is what critical race theory is all about. It's falsehoods. It is dividing this country. It's not based on truth. That if you're born white, you're automatically an oppressor. If you're born black, you're automatically oppressed. That is a lie. And what Leo Terrell was saying there, Barack Obama is evidence number one. Mm -hmm. He became president of the United States. Yep. Mm -hmm. How is mm -hmm. that being oppressed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> that that's... Um... Critical race theory is actually concerning a lot of people in our country. I mean, you run the polling on this, the overwhelming majority of the public view critical race theory as as regressive, as a bad idea, as not not good for the country. And you're seeing people across uh, school districts and states and counties speak up mm. about not bringing that garbage into our schools. And so it is it is a big issue. People do care about it. Right. Well, this has come in the last year to become, oh, maybe, maybe the number one or number two issue in our country, because exactly what Walker said, people, good, good American people, they, they want to see harmony, right? They want to see different groups of people learn how to get along, because that's in the essence of what America is. We were founded with the understanding we were going to be a melting pot for people from different countries, different cultures, different races, different backgrounds. And CRT is a direct attack on what we've always understood is the traditional notion of America, where people of different backgrounds sharing the same values can find a way to get along and prosper together. CRT actually increases racial division and racial hatred and racial animosity. And I'm glad to see the states and the school boards all across the country are rising up against it. Yeah, and uh, just an example I want to play you of a parent and the passion that this parent, uh, it's a parent in Carmel, New York, went before her school board. And she says, I mean, she's basically telling the school board she's fed up that our, our schools, not all schools, but many schools across this country are teaching kids to hate America and hate cops and hate God. Here she is, cut number eight. You're teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. We have Mr. Barry who 
took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars. Can I ask you one more time? I, I, I have no issue hearing what you have to say. But why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching our children to go out and murder our police officers? Do you want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you, the proof? That a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you, to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. So, so normally, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. I don't discussion. know what peaceful is. <laughs> this parent is if calling you criticize, If you criticize the school board, you're not peaceful. Yeah. Right. right. That's right. what she's saying. You're a troublemaker. But if you riot in Minneapolis, you are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mostly uh, peaceful. But, you know, that's representative of a lot of places across America where uh, parents uh, are and legislators and even some school teachers and, uh, are responding to this. They see this critical race theory being pushed as a curriculum mm -hmm. in schools across America, public schools, some private schools too. And I'm no expert on this, right? right? But what I think is what's happened here, here's, here's, here's Captain Obvious, right, is that Marxist – Marxism, which is uh, has been promoted in our college and university systems now for a long time. Now they won't call it that, but it, it, it is that is what is going on here. And so that's now being pushed down to high schools and junior highs and part of the part the, the the connection between the black lives matter movement for example and marxism the connection there well the the founders of black lives matter said that they were marxist, marxist and that crank. they and that they wanted to destroy the nuclear family yes that's why a lot of black uh, leader a lot of black Folks who are conservative and moderate are saying, "Hey, I don't have anything to do with destroying the 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 family." Uh, recently, the Black Lives Matter fellow who was part of the organization left. Yes, and he said, "He said, hey, I'm not going to be a part of this. These people are bad news mm -hmm. that I was a part of Black Lives Matter." Yes. So, uh, the, so they're wanting to push this Marxist idea on children that white people are bad. Because they have a, they oppressed uh, people of color in the United States and and around the world, and uh, that and so it's creating division among children based on color, mm -hmm. and that's what this parent that you just heard is responding to. So 
Yeah, that's what's going on here. It's it's a globalist uh, mentality too to try to tear down America mm-hmm. uh, for the Great Reset, as I say, I guess they say. We could talk about this in biblical terms as well. There's a definitely a spiritual and biblical uh, connection here with what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 an attempt really to tear down the United States of America and uh, turn it into a Marxist state. That's what's going on here with this critical race theory. We'll be back momentarily. Next time on Today's Issues, our guest will be Abraham Hamilton III of the Hamilton Corner. The world is going to world. I say that all the time. But my question is, where are we as the Lord's bride? If the world goes topsy-turvy, where are we as the body of Christ? Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you in the midst of your college search? We invite you to explore Liberty University this spring at one of our on-campus events. Spend a few hours exploring campus at Tour LU, dig deeper and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience OU. Or you can take your next steps towards training for your dream career on a world-class campus by meeting with faculty and department heads and getting your questions answered at DecideLU. Learn more about these visiting opportunities and register today by texting VISIT to the number 49596. Again, that's VISIT to the number 49596. The home of the Whopper has a beef with Chick-fil-A, Burger King declaring war on the Christian-owned company, announcing it will donate up to a quarter million dollars to pro-gay causes. Burger King recently jumped into the fast food chicken wars. They plan to donate 40 cents from every sandwich sold to the Human Rights Campaign, a radical gay rights group that has routinely attacked people of faith, including me. A decade ago, Chick-fil-A and its chief executive officer came under fire for defending traditional marriage and supporting Christian ministries like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Burger King also mocked Chick-fil-A's decision to remain closed on Sunday so workers could either go to church or spend time with their families. You know, Burger King might want to think twice before attacking the official chicken of God. Nobody wants to spend eternity flame-broiled. Be sure to download my free podcast and newsletter at ToddSterns.com. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Ladies and gentlemen, I would encourage you to contact the FBI uh, and help them find the white supremacy uh, groups that are the number one threat to our country. Joe Biden is serious about this. Mm-hmm. And so... They're so they're such a threat, they're taking down... Uh, they're everywhere. Oil pipelines, gas pipelines. Yeah. The white supremacists are everywhere. And they're the number one threat, according to... Joe Biden, the lethal threat to our country, our very country's existence. All right. Tim Wildman, Walker Wildman, Fred Jackson, and Ray Pritchard, <clears throat> white people all. <laughs> but we're on the lookout for white We're supremacy. watching all the time. Huh? We're watching all what, the time. Why is he pushing that stuff, Ray? Everybody knows, everybody knows that's everybody not true. Everybody knows it's not true, right? right? Everybody knows that. It's not white supremacists who shut down the pipeline. It's not white supremacists who, who sent the rockets into Jerusalem, right? It's not right. white supremacists who are threatening the peace of the Middle East. So, no. It's not white supremacists that are terrorizing the, the inner cities of America. It's, gr- it's, the, right great, it's the great boogeyman. Right. It's the great boogeyman. Why? Because the left loves to conflate things. So what they're doing with this is they're using this as a political football, as a political tool to conflate racism, which is, which goes back in the history of our country. They're conflating that with if you're if you're conservative, if you don't toe the Democrat line, then you are a white supremacist. Yes, yes. Even if you're black. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Then you're an Uncle Tom. Yeah. Right. And the, and the political goal here is they use that phrase, uh, white supremacist, but in, in what they want to put an equal sign there, Trump supporter. Yes. And then they want to put an equal sign by that, uh, evangelicals. Yeah. That, that's what they're trying to do. And uh, like the whole January 6th Capitol. Yes. That's yeah. all white supremacy, right? Yes. Right. And, and one and. Former Vice President Pence pointed this out. He was speaking in New Hampshire, I think, last weekend. He said, the Republican Party must not let itself be defined by the left according to what happened on one day, January 6th. And that is what the mainstream, and that's what President Biden is trying to do. He's saying, they keep saying, let's look at January 6th, look at January 6th, look at January 6th. And that represents the whole Republican agenda. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah. You're going to say, well, look, they're doing anything they can because the, the next little the next little piece, there's Donald Trump, right? White supremacy, evangelicals, January 6th, Donald Trump, which, by the way, he made the speech up in North Carolina the other day. And it looks like he's beginning to uh, he's beginning to make himself known more publicly. And boy, anything. I, Tim, I think what starts with white supremacy ends with Donald Trump because they hate him, and they hate the thought that he might have anything to say that Americans need to hear. Well, yeah, this conflation, as you talk about it, Walker, is just uh, on purpose. We know that the mainstream, many in the mainstream media, and certainly the Democrats, uh, listen. If you want to be critical of and of what happened on January sixth, and I think it was terrible, you know, 
what the folks did who went into the Capitol. When you violate the Capitol and you, you, you do what they did there. Right. I'm not talking about the people that were at the rally. I'm talking about the people that went into the Capitol. They mm-hmm. made a life-changing mistake that many of them are paying the price for. Uh, that was wrong, and it was unlawful. However, um, if you want to look at that and say that's white supremacy, there was no th- – that's wh- – where's the connection? Just because maybe yeah. a majority of the people happen to be white? Well, guess what? A majority of Americans happen to be white. There, there, in other words, there was no uh, – at President, at President Trump's speech – or even any kind of manifesto or anything like that. I hear nothing of white supremacy. I do hear people who are make America great again, who are uh, worried about our violations of our constitution, losing our sovereignty, protecting our border, uh, worried about China taking over our country in many different ways. Those are all basically the, 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 the motivations for Trump supporters and for, a lot of Republican voters, they're not one and the same. Absolutely. But so if you want to be, if you want to be, but it's harder to be critical of that. And, uh, and then to say, Oh no, they're just a bunch of Klansmen. Yeah. Uh, they're just, because everybody condemns. Yeah. And you really Klansmen. don't have to explain it. <clears throat> you really don't good, have that's to. That's a good point. Walker. You don't really have to articulate why, <clears throat> why, Basically, the Democrats don't want to have to defend their positions, to your point. Right. I mean, because if they really want to articulate and defend their positions, then they're going to have to convince the American public as to why no border patrol is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right? So good luck with that. Yes. Also, you would have to convince the American public and Republican voters why it is good to let China take over our country. Yes. Right, right. Economically. Those, so so you don't have to debate those issues. Just You just say the people that want to talk about those issues – Charlottesville. Yes. Mm. Charlottesville. Remember that? Yes. Mm. <laughs> That's why Obama doesn't articulate and defend his policy positions. He just says, well, critical race theory isn't a big deal. Right. Wait, wait. How do you know that? Right. What studies are you citing? Right, mm. right. All right. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Um, anyway, if, if you find any white supremacists, walking around organizing uh you need to contact the law enforcement because they're everywhere and they are a threat to our country according to joe biden also if i may on a connected issue here i guess i may because i'm the host of this program (laughs) uh i am uh tired tiring and are tired of the gun violence argument Mm. Let me explain what I mean, because this is also a part of gaslighting, to raise point earlier, use of that word. Folks, we have an explosion of crime in big city America. I don't know. I don't think it's so bad in rural America, but in big city America, it is out of control. When I went to a big city the other day for a, for a few hours, and I told Alice and my wife and I, we'd usually gone downtown for dinner or something like that. And we were talking and said, you know, we're not going uh, right now because uh, it's too dangerous. People, people are being, people are being assaulted, shot in broad daylight in these big cities because the cops are under siege. A lot of them have, a lot of police departments are down 
20, 30, 40%. Yep. And uh, this is a this is a problem nationally. It has been now for a, a year. But here here's what's happening. Here's how the left, they're so devious. They don't want what a classic principle, I put that in quotations of the left, is not to demon not to hold accountable the individual for their actions when it comes to violence. Now, unless they're white. <laughs> okay. The main reason is they don't want to uh, expose the black crime in inner city America, which is completely nuts out of control. Yes. Okay. So in order to, if you expose that, you have to talk about the demographic that's committing these crimes, which is young African-American males, right? That's right. Which uh, young African-American males are approximately maybe three, four 4% of the population committing over 50% of all the crimes in our country. Mm-hmm. If that demographic were talk were were in, were of the white folks, oh my goodness, great! Well, but, well, the country would be lost. We'd be in a right. bloody civil war, Mogadishu, whatever the. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. I mispronounced that town in in Africa. But so, what I'm saying is here another part of this is, uh, and that's uh, that that's the breakdown of the family, the African American family in not not necessarily in rural America, but in inner city. America, the black family has been destroyed because of welfare and and other things, I contend, to break down the family. And so you have generational uh, problems with fatherlessness, and that leads to gang activity. That leads to dropping out of school. That leads to poverty. We all know this. Yeah. But let's let, see, let, let's, let, let me let me finish my thought. Cause I do have a tendency to rabbit trail, <laughs> and I recognize that, which is a good attribute. You can be self-critical, right? Yeah. Okay. Gun violence. What's going on in these cities? You have these murders, murder rates that are going up, carjackings, all this stuff, Walker, and especially with 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 murders. The left wants to say we have a problem with gun violence. Well, that is a way to take the responsibility off the individual for their actions. You blame it on the guns. You see how this works? And so that that way you don't have to talk about, well, why are these young black males killing people all, every day, all day in the inner city of America? Well, it's a breakdown of the family. No, you say, uh, we have to stop these guns. That's the re- that's what uh, the guns are getting up every morning and killing people. Yep. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Go well, on. no, I was just going to say that, <clears throat> and Republicans and Democrats are equally guilty of this. But everything is political. I mean, everything is political. Even this this inner city breakdown of the nuclear family issue, which is ultimately a sin issue, that is that is automatically political, and they never discuss the root causes of. Violence with guns or whatever, basically violence, domestic violence in general. Um, but but th- th- these are all sin issues, but they don't want to address that. Why? Because it can't be used for political purposes. Right. Blaming a gun for a murder or a crime, I, I read this the other day, it's like blaming the pen for a misspelled word. Yep. 
that's what the left wants to do. So if they can talk, Ray, if they can talk about gun control, then you don't have to talk about criminal control, or you don't. How you have to talk about what what's leading to the? Hey, I got a thing for Kamala Harris. Why don't you come home and study the root causes? I was just thinking that That's down there in Guatemala, point. come on back home and study the root causes of gun violence. Yeah. Get down yeah. to that. You know, yeah, it would be refreshing, and this is this is this is dreaming here. It would be refreshing if Republicans and Democrats partnered together and said, you know what. In America, we have we have a, a root issue of of the family, of a major breakdown, a crisis in the family, and we have dads not at home, not raising their children, not being leaders, and so we're going to partner with local churches in order to help rebuild the family, because ultimately that's what's going to help America. Yes, but but they're not they don't do that. They instead now, focus it's on easy politics. To, easy to just say it's racism, or or it's the gun gun violence. So we yeah. need to take away all the guns. More laws. But you know, it all comes back to this critical race theory again of dividing the country into oppressor and oppressed. Uh, the the theory being that the black population in general in this country is the oppressed. And they say that is what's causing the violence. In other words, white people are causing the violence because most of the crime that you just mentioned in big cities is black on black. Black on black crime. Right. It's black on black crime. But but by putting CRT out there, critical race theory, you blame even that on white people. Instead of dealing, as Walker is saying, as Ray was saying, with the root of the problem here, they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with the reality. No, of because, what's causing it holds, the problem. because it holds people accountable for, for their actions. Exactly. They and, don't want to hold people. It's easier to blame racism than it is to say, "Hey, we need to the, the uh, we need to," as Walker said, uh, "put the valuing back on fatherhood and marriages uh, in all of the country, but certainly in the black community to help." And that would greatly go to solve the problem of the black-on-black crime yes, that you talked about, which is a big problem, especially, again, in big city America. I'm just saying, if you look at the statistics and the stories that are coming out every day, uh, it's getting it's spiraling out of control mm-hmm. in big city America. I'm talking about violent crime. And it's it, it, we, we, I read a story yesterday about Buckhead. Uh, Suburb in, of Atlanta. Uh, is Steve going to have that next hour? Yes. Uh, Buckhead is a is the wealthiest community in Georgia, mm-hmm. and it's it's inside the city of Atlanta. It's like a part of Atlanta, and they've got crime spiraling out of control in the wealthiest part of Atlanta to the point where this people of Buckhead are saying we want to separate from Atlanta and form our own police force because it's city. The Atlanta police doesn't respond to our and it's getting more dangerous because of budget cuts that the mayor said we need to cut the budget of the police department. Yeah. So that's what's happening there. Buckhead provides forty-one percent of the tax base for the city of Atlanta, and they're saying we don't we don't have. Oh, that's th- why Atlanta doesn't want to let them secede. That's because it. they provide the the tax money for their yeah but for the, the greater Atlanta area. But the shooting of that jogger the other day in Buckhead. Yeah, tell tell folks what happened. What happened? Guys, out jogging. All right, he's. He's out jogging in the wealthiest area of Atlanta, a, where, a where very, think, very you would think safe and secure community. 
Car drives up, lowers the window, starts shooting him. He's wounded twice. He's going to live. He's going to be fine. But then there was another encounter, I think, involving the same person in that car. So this, this and, and what happens many times, an incident like that causes the citizens to say, we're not going to allow innocent people out for a jog in the morning right. to be shot at for no particular reason. And I mean, we're seeing this over and over and over again. There's another video, Fox was playing this yesterday. I, I think it was an elderly lady stops to put gas in her car. This was in California. A guy gets out of the vehicle and, and, and goes over and pounds on her. Yeah. Doesn't know this person. This yeah. is what's going on in America. And I, I keep going back to critical race theory, but critical race theory is stoking, right. stoking these incidents of violence. Mm. The, the crimes against Asian people, elderly Asian people keep be, getting attacked. Right. They didn't do anything wrong. Right. But, but there is a license being given to particular individuals to go ahead and do mm. violence. Yeah. This has got to stop. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on AFR, Tim, Walker, Fred, and Ray. Next story, Fred. Well, uh, <laughs> dig down down there for some good news, Fred. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of interesting. We've been talking about uh, Demo- there's, a, there's, a, there's a dispute in the Democratic Party family. Uh, Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, is off the Christmas list. Uh, from Chuck Schumer and the others. The reason being is that he wants a discussion about changing voting laws in this country that would give the federal government control and other matters, the the kind of huge amount of money that Joe Biden wants to spend uh, with regards to so-called infrastructure projects. Well, Majority Whip James Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina, was being interviewed on MSNBC. He says the country needs the Democratic voting bill, S-1, or it will fall. Listen to this. James Clyburn said this. This country will fall like the Roman Empire did. (laughs) And then MSNBC's Nicole Wallace agrees with him. All right. And what you're going to get also after that is a response from a Ohio Senate candidate, J.D. Vance, on Joe Manchin holding out cut number one. You've got to decide whether or not the members of Congress are going to stand up with constitutional principles for a democracy. That's the year the Roman Empire fell and cast the whole world into darkness. And we had better wake up or we are going to find ourselves going the way for the Roman Empire and many of us I have been groping for the appropriate historical parallel. I thank you very much for just now providing it. And what I find so funny about the reaction to what Joe Manchin has done is that for the past four years, every person in the media and political punditry has called for bipartisanship, for working <laughs> across the right. aisle. And, of course, Joe Manchin has done that by working with Republicans to defeat this bill, and they're all acting like the world is on fire. So what is it? Do you want bipartisanship or don't you? No, they don't want bipartisanship. No. So, so the, you got one more? <laughs> what, uh, James Clyburn comparing, he says, if we don't get what we want, Democrats don't get what we want, complete control over all elections in America, then this country is going to fall like the Roman Empire. So, so here's the question. Does was the 2020 election run properly? Because what they're what he's admitting there 
he's he's claiming that the the election process as it stands today, the one that allegedly elected Joe Biden, mm-hmm. it's it's irredeemable. It's lost. It's broken. It's failing. But they just used that failing system no. to elect Joe Biden. Now he didn't like photo IDs for voters. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. That's so what he's if we don't about. if we don't pass his his bill or this bill, we're going to fall like the Roman Empire fell. That's a little bit of an overreach, Tim. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And right. then the MSNBC host says. <gasps> You just I've put been a, looking for I've been looking for that looking for historical it. connection. This is Keep state. Looking. This is state-run TV. Yeah, it is. This is virtually state-run TV without literally being it. I mean, this is like the Chinese Communist Party. They right. run their media outlets, right? And they they pick who goes on, and the anchors just they just they fawn mm. they 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 fawn over the the guest. You're so right. Thank you so much for coming on. This is a critical issue. Well, by the way, what's your favorite ice cream? Yeah, <laughs> I know. The, 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 you're right, Walker. It's like state-run t- uh, TV. The, they, and they are because probably 70, 80, 90 percent of the quote mainstream media, especially those who cover the White House, they are in political agreement with everything the White House does and the Democratic Party does. So they're cheering for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And but they're trying to act like Ray that they're somewhat objective. Now Lester Holt. He did a good job earlier. He did in the good. Program. We yeah. praised him for it, but that's rare. Most of the time, it's uh, oh, they're just fawning over anything that they do. Well, MSNBC doesn't. You know, Walker, you're right. It is state-run TV. It's state-run TV without the state running it because the state MSNBC already exists to promote the left-wing ideology. As to CNN. As to CNN. For what viewers they have left. Is it eight, Walk? <laughs> I think nine. They're up to nine? Yeah, that was the latest. They do. They had, they had their, their numbers at CNN are just spiraling mm-hmm. downward. I mean, they got to be worried about being given in existence uh, in the next year. When you're talking about under a million viewers uh, at night, am I right? Oh, yeah. Right around, right around one million viewers at night. Prime time mm-hmm. for for a name as prestigious, historically prestigious in the news as CNN. Mm-hmm. I could just hear, this is CNN. Who was that? Uh, what was that actor that? That was uh, the uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Uh, what was it? Or James Earl Jones. James, James Earl, Earl Jones. Jones yeah. Yes. Anyway, the CNN was the standard for cable news coverage for most for three decades till Fox News came around, and they were on every TV screen in the airports. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention to you, but no more. In fact, uh, my my wife was passing through an airport this past weekend, and she said Fox News was on one of the screens. Oh, really? I said, "Are you are you sure about that?" Because right. CNN has ruled the airports yeah. for years, and they didn't follow through. They didn't uh, continue their contract, but apparently, in this one airport, <laughs> they were running Fox News. Uh, that would be a shock to a lot of travelers. Yeah. Well, um, all right. The next story. we got about three minutes left here. All right. I uh, want to update you on the ongoing controversy with regards to how this virus came into being. What that, virus is that, Fred? That would be that COVID thing. The COVID? That COVID <laughs> virus. What Southerners call it. The COVID. That COVID. He's got the COVID. He's got the COVID. What we are learning more and more, at least let me put it this way, there appears to be a growing 
amount of evidence that certainly this virus did not come from uh, a market animal and jumped over to humans. To that point, here's the latest piece of evidence. Cal Berkeley physics professor Richard Muller. Now, he's an expert in all of this, saying the coronavirus shows signs, we kind of alluded to this yesterday, of being engineered, not naturally occurring. In other words, this was a virus that was put together, enhanced inside a lab. Here he is, cut number six. There is a whistleblower. It's the virus. The virus left China, and it took with it a message. And if you examine the details of that message, the, 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 the RNA, the, the genetic structure on the message, uh, there are very strong clues, several of them, that conclusively point to the fact that this thing was manipulated and devised in a laboratory. There are two key bits of evidence. Uh, one of them is at a key location in the virus. There is a special sequence, right? We call it the double CGG. Uh, it's a sequence that is, as you mentioned earlier, not seen uh, in any of the related bat coronaviruses. Uh, it's extremely rare, but it's not rare in the laboratory. What is he uh, saying? That fellow is a Stanford, what'd you say? He's a Cal Berkeley physics professor. Cal Berkeley? Yes. Mm. They're to the left of Beijing. Yes. <laughs> huh? Exactly. Which brings credibility to what he has to say. Right. And he's saying it was created in a lab. He says there are components inside that the, virus. You can right. look at it and say, there's no way this came from a meat market. Now, I couldn't look at it and tell that, but he can. But he can. He's a world-renowned uh, person in this area, this field. You know what this 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 is? Uh, this is looking bad on Dr. Fauci and his his uh, group because it looks like they covered this up because there was too much money involved. Yes. Huh? That's what it appears. Um, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm gaslighting. I don't know. <laughs> we'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.